Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Midori. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. We're so grateful to have you out here today. How are you? I am doing great. Thanks for having me here. Oh, you betcha. We're happy to have you talk about something we've never talked about before and something that you're an expert on, and that's behavioral loops and how they keep us stuck. Uh, I'm grateful to have you. You are the CEO of Mox, M-O-X Life, a certified human behavior specialist and mindset success coach, which uh, we could all use a little bit more of in our life. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so before we get started with all the nitty-gritty, share a little bit about your hist- uh, your background with our audience. Yeah, I've been, I started with the whole mindset work. I was working with couples, and just to change things up a little bit, I decided to start working to expand what I was doing and work with business people because I've owned several businesses over, in fact, all I've done is own businesses for the last 27 years. So I have a little background in the business part of it. And so what I've done is I've I've combined mindset and neuroplasticity with business because I saw such a need from people who get stuck or keep on these these cycles, which we'll talk about in a little bit, these behavioral yeah. cycles. And I understood what was going on and I knew how to push them through. And so that's how I've kind of transitioned into what I'm doing now. Yeah. And what's awesome about what they're going to learn with you, even from a business perspective, is it can be used in all parts of your life. Because yes. we don't just get stuck in our business. If we get stuck there, we probably get stuck in parts of our other parts of our life. So it's great to have you share that. Now, what exactly is a behavioral loop to begin with? Yeah, so what it is, all of us have these beliefs Mm -hmm. in our head. And these beliefs are these stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And often those beliefs do not serve us well. So it could be that... um, subconsciously we're thinking, oh, I should never be, I can never be successful or make sure I don't stand out too much because I don't want to call attention to myself. Or if I make a mistake, I could be really embarrassed. So let's make sure I stay in the safety net and not make any mistakes. So these are beliefs that play in our head. Mm-hmm. So what the problem is, is often we want more. We want to be really successful. We want to start a company. We want to rise up in, our, in the company that we're in. We have these different ambitions, but our mindset is keeping us here. And so what happens is we have these limiting beliefs, and then we have the behaviors. The behaviors always support whatever we believe. Mm-hmm. And so your results, of course, are the the equation of that so if you're thinking the result yeah it's always the result and so if you're thinking that you want to be successful but in your head you're saying oh no i can never be really successful for x y or z your behavior is going to support that and you're going to feel this turmoil inside there's something that's just not going to feel right and when you notice that there's probably something going on up here that needs to be altered or changed 
This is so interesting, Midori. I remember someone saying to me that you often say you have fear. And this is many years ago. I had, uh, it was 2006. I decided I was going to tackle two big fears, one starting a new relationship and the other flying, which is huge fear for me. Um, but my friend pointed out to me that you say the word fearful, scared, nervous all the time in your sentences, but you don't realize it and it plays out on how you live your life. Uh, I've since then become aware of it and I start, you know, started to get rid of that, my lingo. But is that something people can pay attention to that their language would often give up their belief system without them realizing it? It's huge. Language is such a big part of our subconscious. Mm-hmm. And the first step, I have three A's that I tell people to start changing behaviors. And the first one is awareness. So becoming aware of what your beliefs are, what, what are those recordings? What are those stories that you're telling yourself that are holding you back? So that's the first A is, is awareness. Mm-hmm. And when you say awareness, what's interesting, that guy saying that to me, my friend, got me aware because I was like, wait a second, that's not true. I don't say that. And then I started to listen and pay attention because of what he said. It kind of was like a little red flag. And then I started to notice, well, you know what? He's right. It's totally true. Yeah. And so once, once you start becoming aware of it, then you can start changing it. So let me just go through the three A's really quick so, so your audience has these in their pocket and can use it again for any mindset um, issue that's, that arises for them, whether it's business or relationships or anything. But the first one's awareness. So being aware of what your limiting beliefs are that you want to change. And then number two is action. So what's the action steps that you're going to take to change this behavior. So once you're aware of it, what are you going to do every time when it comes up? So for instance, you said the word fear, you know, these words that we use. So your action is going to be replace that fear with something else. I'm excited. I'm excited to go on an airplane. You know, just these little, these techniques that you can use. And then the third one is accountability. So having a coach, having a mentor, having someone who is already ahead of you, who is helping you be accountable for what you're going to change. Make sense? Totally, totally. What's interesting to me, Midori, is that when I started to go fly, and I I was scared. I I would go in the airplane, my head's going, run, get out of here. But what's interesting, when I started to pay attention to the feeling inside, it's very close to excitement. That same thing you get when you're going to do something exciting that you really enjoy is the same feeling I was getting that I was calling fear. Yes. And and it's good to kind of come up with the fear and picture it, being able to picture it Mm. and then being able to shift it. Like you just said, you know, Mm -hmm. it's changing it to excitement or something else in something like a a phobia Mm -hmm. or a big, strong fear. If you've had something from a long time ago, it takes more than just a few words to (laughs) take a process, but you can. And the first step is just becoming aware and then changing the languaging around it. Yeah. And it's interesting because what I found in that year in 2006, I said, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to start flying. I was so excited the week, two weeks before all I could talk about, I'm going flying, going flying, I'm scared, but I'm going flying. But I got there and then I started taking flying lessons and, you know, I started, I now I've flown probably over 400 hours with my husband. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a certified pilot. He is, but I fly all the time. The interesting thing is people say, how did you get over your fear? It was just doing it one step in front of the other. It's not this, like, I think what people look for, including myself, is what's that one bullet pill or a couple words or this workshop I can take that makes it all go away. And and there really isn't a magic bullet for anything, whether it's a fear of flying or building a business. 
Yeah, you have to you have to create a new habit, a new belief. Yeah. And what they say is it takes at least 90 days. Mm -hmm. So the stronger it is, it's going to take a little bit longer. But the more that you are, you know, if it's fear of flying, if it's fear of success, mm -hmm. fear of success is actually more common than fear of failure. Really? Not. Yeah. Now, why and, is that? I, I want to understand. What is that about? I'll tell you why. Because fear of failure, we've done it before. It's something that we've, we've all had failure somewhere, right? So we know what to expect when we fail. Fear of success, we're often, fear is about the unknown, right? So if you really look at fear, it's what you're scared of is what you don't know. And so that's why fear of success, fear of wealth, hmm. people are afraid of it because they don't, they, they haven't seen it before. They don't know what it's like. Hmm. And so that's why. Isn't that interesting? It is. But mm -hmm. I've heard of so many people who've reached the pinnacle of success only to sabotage it. Is that coming from the same space of, I don't want to be here because it's too uncomfortable? You know, I heard Oprah say once, I used to keep the money underneath my mattress thinking I could lose this all, that the success I'm having is going to disappear. So let me keep it under my mattress. Is, is that what's going on? It's all mindset. It wow. all, so that's why people who win the lottery, who never had money, usually they lose, I think it's, it's like 70%, it's a huge percentage, they will do something to lose it. So I have clients before who have come to me and they, we've helped them get more successful overcoming certain things, but then often there's something else that's going on there that we need to deal with. And that's what happens because I have this one client who, he, he was doing well and he was bringing in money but he had never been wealthy before. He had always been raised that money is bad. So somehow along the way, he was blowing the money. It was just disappearing and he didn't know where, he didn't know what he was doing, but it was gone. He was always broke. No matter how much, it didn't matter if he made, you know, a million dollars or if he made a thousand dollars, he was always broke. So we had to recognize that behavior and, the, and find, dig deep to find where that belief system came from and then we had to create a process to change that so that that habit was replaced with something that kept some money in his pocket. And so now he's doing fine once he became aware and learned about the process. So what I'm gathering is, it's, all right, first is first self-discovery, peeling back the layers, seeing where the hidden beliefs are. Once you identify them, now let's put a process in place where you don't keep reliving that over and over again. Exactly. It's, wow. That's what it is. It's, it's very simple. Mm -hmm. It's simple, but it takes, uh, it takes dedication mm -hmm. to, to overcome a challenge or a fear or a, a strong belief in our head. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so interesting. And it's like that for everything. I think it was two years ago now that I decided I didn't like where my health was. So I started to go back to working out, putting better food in me. And, but, it, you know, like everything else, once you've gotten used to a certain lifestyle, it's hard to get in the track of, okay, we're going to exercise. Cause there would always be some excuse to get you off track. Oh, well, I got to work late or I got to do this. There's always going to be something to take you off track. It's got to be that this is my time frame. You, the process is three times a week period. I don't care if the kid's sick, husband, you got them. <laughs> it, it's just, you got to have that laid out ahead of time to not fall off the wagon. And that's why, in a, you know, for in your situation, having a fitness coach, 
mm-hmm. is so important because you know that person's waiting for you at the gym, right? You're yeah. paying them. They're expecting you. So therefore, you're going to show up. Mm-hmm. And even if you're feeling really tired, you didn't get a good night's sleep, you had a lot of stress at work, that person's going to push you beyond what you would normally push yourself to do and you're going to rise up. That's why it's so important to have that coach or that accountability person there to help you get through those times where you're like, "Uh, I want to eat this cookie and not go to the gym, (laughs) right? It's the same thing whether it's business or anything else. And you talked about something really, really important that really helps you get on track and stay on that process is accountability. And I've had that not only with a coach, but also with um, a team where we work together and maybe even accountability partner where, okay, now we partner up and, oh, what are you doing today? And I love that because then I go to a gym with a person, you can buy darn it. Oh, I'm not going to disappoint them. They're waiting for me as well. And they're working their buns off so I can get my butt there and work my buns off tonight. Exactly. That's exactly it. So one thing, one thing I'm sure you've heard, Midori, is, that, oh, well, I can't afford a coach and la, la, la. But we just talked about right now, right here, there's ways for you to get started today, regardless of where you are, that you can get accountability on the front forefront, whether it's joining uh, a group class, because, you know, they have group workshops where you can keep yourself accountable, mm-hmm. partners. There's always a way to get started today. There's always a way. You can always take some kind of small step. And then the other thing that I invite people to think about, if you are in business, you have to develop a business mindset. So therefore, you need to start thinking about what's the ROI. Whenever there's a big decision, you have to think, what's the ROI? If I spend $1,000, if I spend $10,000, am I going to turn around and make maybe $60,000? If that's the case, then that's what you want to be doing. And that's more of a business mindset that if you want to be successful, you have to learn these ways of thinking to become more successful. I I like that you really, really mentioned that good point there, because one of the things I found for myself and other uh, small business entrepreneurs is that, oh, no, I can't do that. It costs me. I'll just do it myself. One gal said I owned a product store where she would go to the inventory and before everything was packed, she herself would pack it, overlook the inventory. She's like, what am I doing? I have staff. But it's that I, I want to make sure everything's perfect to the point where you're actually not being effective and let me let go of this and give it to someone else. It's okay because now it opens me up to go make more business. But to stay in your zone of genius, to stay exactly. where you're really good mm-hmm. and let someone else grow in, the, in doing the other duties. Mm-hmm. And you got to trust them. That's, perfectionism, you mentioned the word perfectionism, that's a huge uh, mindset issue. For a, especially women, we want to be perfect. And what happens in business is then we stay stuck because mm-hmm. we can't make a decision because we're afraid of making the wrong decision or something not turning out right and not being perfect. And it keeps us stuck. And I see this all the time. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, it, it really is an issue. For me, another thing is never saying no. The other thing for me as well was copying other business owners that were light years ahead of me. It's great that they're doing this. They've been in business 25 years. I've been in business three years. I cannot do what they're doing. Rent out a hall in Midtown Manhattan for $30,000. And, oh, there goes my yearly budget. I mean, so you got to work with where you are today and not where someone is 25 years ago or 25 years from now. And maybe that's not even for your business at all. Yeah. A lot of times what I see with businesses is they try to take actions or do things in their business that they're not quite, it's it's not time yet. 
There's other things that need to happen first. You need the sales and marketing down first so you have a revenue stream, but you need to have, or another thing that I see is a business that is making five figures and they want to get to six figures. It's a different mindset and there's a different process for it. And so you have to learn the systemization and you got to learn the mindset to go with it. So yes, I agree with you. It's, it's good to learn from those who are more successful. You know, like a business that's been in business for 25 years, take parts of what they've done, but have a, a way of realizing if it's going to be beneficial for you right now or not. Now, say you're at, you just mentioned something interesting. You're at the five figure. I want to take a six figure or I'm six figure and I want to get to seven. Where do you make that leap? Is it going to work with a person who's just above you where you want to be, have them take you to that next level? Where do you go from there if you want to do that? Yeah, it's, you know, you need someone who is, who has already been there. If you go to someone who's only making five figures and you want to them to help you get to six figures, they haven't done it yet. They don't know how to do it. So it's important to get someone who's already been there, done that, mm -hmm. but then also learning the mindset part so that you are ready for that stretchy part of you, right? Because it takes more, you have to learn how, if to get to six figures, you need to know how to scale and you need to know the mindset for it. You have to be able to release certain things. So if you've been running your business doing a, B, and C, chances are if you want to grow your business, you can only be doing A, and you need to be getting someone else to be running B and C. So there's, there's a lot to it. Yeah. To, but once you get it, it's not that hard anymore, and it's like, oh, okay, I got this. I got this in my pocket. Yeah, and yeah. that's interesting you mentioned that because it, that is probably one of the biggest things I think for a very small business owner is the release factor. And I think that's part of that mindset. The releasing is okay because this is not where your genius is. Let it go. Let someone do it. And one of my favorite business coaches had said, even release the things that are taking up your time from your business, like, I don't know, cleaning your house or doing the laundry. It's like, if that's getting in the way of you making sales and marketing and growing your business, give it to someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Time is money. Time is money. And Absolutely. it's well, this, has been, that way. this is so fascinating. We could go on for hours. I know we could, but I don't want us to leave without people finding out how they can find out more about you. How can they do that? The easiest way is to go to my website, which is themoxlife.com. So the and then M-O-X life.com. From there, you can email me. I have all kinds of free blogs and videos to help people with this whole mindset thing and um, helping you is actually some cool tools in there to help you recognize some of your limiting beliefs that have been a blind spot. So that's, that's where I would recommend checking out. This is fabulous. Well, I thank you so much, Midori, for all your wonderful wisdom today that you brought to Savvy Business Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you like this episode, please share. To hear more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. To become a guest or participate in paid sponsorship, email us at christinalifeunscriptedradio.com.